Rush is back. Final hour. Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas. And uh, there you go. Jeff Levy being linked to the Alabama offensive coordinator spot. Um, that was on the Feinbaum show, I believe. Was that today or was that yesterday? That was, uh, yeah, that was yesterday with Pete Thamel. And yeah. obviously he meant to say Jeff Levy, but he said Josh Heupel instead. But, yeah, he meant Levy. Right. Um, Percentage chance that that happens. He's the OC in Tuscaloosa next year. How about this? I think there's a 69% chance that he stays at Oklahoma. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Hey, we have a uh, another special guest. You know who we have? And she hasn't heard this nickname yet. We have Hale Reagan on with us. Ah. And she's probably like, what are, you, what are you guys talking about? So we were talking about Hail Marys in football earlier okay. with KJ. Yeah. And Teddy asked KJ, like, what's a, the equivalent of a Hail Mary in women's gymnastics? And she said, well, the equivalent would be you need a 10 to win a national championship, essentially. Right. And we said, well, has that happened? And she said, well, Reagan Smith, like, literally just did that. So she came up with the nickname Hill Reagan. I don't know if that's going to stick or not, but <laughs> you have a new nickname to go by. All right. How uh, can, can we just go back to that moment before we talk about this year? Yeah. I mean, just you, you probably know what you need to do in that spot and able to deliver and essentially help clinch national championship number five. I mean, what, what, is that, what does that feel like? Um. I don't know. It just kind of feels unreal sometimes, but just that moment when I just stuck my dismount at nationals, it just felt like just a rush of like happiness and something I've never felt before. Just me and my team, like we just did that. And it just like feels like amazing just to think about. It's like better doing it with someone and your team other than just yourself. So, yeah, well, you, you got a lot of your teammates back from last year. You, you didn't lose a whole lot. You got a lot of, uh, returning athletes this year how much fun has that been just to kind of like let's let's run it back this yeah. you know let's run it back again yeah it's great having like almost the same team as last year you know team chemistry stays like they're um we're like all like best friends and like we're really really close so that always helps us like get to the best we can possibly be like in competition and outside as well um so i think that's like really good that we have the same team because that just brings us at an advantage i think in my opinion so diana can correct me on this if i'm wrong but i was counting it up during the break how many overall all americans are on the roster right now if you had to guess how many overall all americans like you have you have four yourself so how many do you think are currently on the team right now I'm guessing 12. 20. I counted 20. Four from you, six from Audrey, uh, three from Kat, five from Jordan, one from Danny, one from Allie, and one from Danae. Is that right? Is that 20 overall All-Americans? That's awesome. That's even better than what you thought. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good, yeah. How do you feel about this team's chances to uh, run it back and win another national championship? I know it's going to take a lot, but what, what do you think? You know, I think just, we just got to take it week by week and not get ahead of ourselves, you know, because, like, that's the moment that it comes down to. But all these meets um, prepare us for that one moment. And so we just got to kind of go with, the, like, just just go with the flow, I guess. Um, just take it meet by meet and – Whatever happens, you just got to let it all out when yeah. we get there. You know, just give it our best. I, uh, last question. I asked Audrey this uh, a few minutes ago, and we're trying to get 12,000 out, like you experienced on Monday in Baton Rouge. W- what does the home crowd do for you personally during your routine? You hear everyone screaming and yelling. Y- you love that? Uh, you like a quieter crowd? Like, what do you, what oh, do you no. prefer? The more fans, the better. Yeah? Let's go. Yeah. yeah. I love uh, a nice uh, home crowd, you know, especially when there's 12,000 people. That would be amazing. Um, just – 
seeing like all the Sooner fans cheer for our team, you know, it's like amazing. Like instead of like the other way around, you know. So I love home meets. I think they're my favorite because um, we have like I guess all of our fans as well. So it's really nice to have that. Reagan Smith, four-time All-American, and and with a new nickname as well, Hail Reagan. So I don't know if that can be an NIL deal where you sell T-shirts now that say say Hail Reagan, but uh, I'm sure people will figure that out. Thank you so much for your time, and best of luck this year. Thank you so much. Yeah, there you go. All right, we're live at the Sam Vierson Gymnastics Center where they got tons of national championships, Big 12 championships, and 20 combined All-Americans, Teddy. I'd say that's pretty good. Pretty impressive stuff. Uh, Very, very cool. Well, um, hey, by the way, let me ask you that because I had it written down in the rundown sheet today. Okay. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that I was looking at ESPN's like, here's how teams in the way too early top 25 fared. And OU wasn't listed in the way too early top 25. So, like, letter grade, like, whatever you want to do, like, how, like, now that it's, I mean, you're probably waiting on another wide receiver. What, what do you just think about the overall transfer portal hall? Um, I think it's an A. I think it's an A. Is it the best in the country? I I don't know. I'm, time will tell. We'll see. You know, there's there's a bunch of schools that brought in a bunch of players from all over the country, and we'll just see who who who's a fit, who's not. Uh, but I like what we. Whenever you look at it as a whole, I like what we did. Um, I think what two four seven has us as as number Tim. ten. Yep. Um, I think that's fair. Well, we got, I think, 11, 12 guys out of there. Let's see. You got, uh, I think you got a starter in uh, McCullough. Which, by the way, I, like as you're going, I, Luganbill says, Tom Luganbill of ESPN, he said this week, that is the best non-quarterback portal fit that we, that we saw the entire cycle. So there's that on McCullough. Yeah, possibly. Um, I think you got a, a plug-and-play player right there. I think you have uh, probably a plug-and-play uh, left tackle in Walter Rouse. Um, you know, those are Cheetah, and uh, which I you know I think that's where Deshaun McCall is probably going to start off as Cheetah. We'll see. Um, that left tackle, those are two really important positions. I'd say Reggie Pearson at safety has a, a really good chance with as much experience as he has to be perhaps a plug-and-play starter. Now, he's going to be challenged by some young athleticism now, but um, I think he'll have a really good shot to, to win a, a role right out of the gate. Um, and then you combine, like, Trace Ford, uh, Balthroyd, uh, you know, there's there's we got edge guys that are uh, going to be heavy rotational guys, if not starters. Um, and then, you know, Austin Stogner. He's going to be a starting tight end, right? And we yep. we agree on that. Yep. So you got you got a bunch of guys that are, I think, probably you can pencil in as starters, and and then a bunch of rotational guys that are I think for sure going to be rotational guys, and then you know a handful of guys that we'll see what the what the upside is. Um, the Schaefer kid at inside guard, uh, interior offensive lineman. I think he's got a, a chance to get on the field uh, perhaps as a starter. I think Andrell Anthony, uh, you know, the Michigan wide receiver, they targeted this guy and really wanted him. So like, I don't know, I don't know why why it didn't click at Michigan, but 
I think they they feel like there's a, a ton of upside with him. We'll see if if it if it works out there. So, I mean, all in all, I think it's. I think they did fantastic. They addressed a bunch of the needs that that they were, you know, needing to um, to go after there in the in the off season. So I like it. Think they did good. Yeah. Hey, we got another special guest, by the way, Allie Stern. Uh, no big deal. She just boasted a career high perfect ten on vaults and was a 2022 mm-hmm. NCAA All American on the event. She also returned to the team as a walk-on for her super senior year. She was a scholarship athlete her first four years, but using her extra COVID-19 year as a walk-on athlete. So, Allie, I'm I'm sure that you had some options after last year, but what led you to ultimately want to return to OU for your uh, super senior year? Uh, Winning a national championship was definitely the best moment. Um, I've won two in my career with my team, and – if you go any other program, it's just not the same as winning here at Oklahoma. That's just what we do, and I've enjoyed every second of it. What, what, which one was better, the first or the second national championship? They were both super amazing. The first one, we did it for um, our athletic trainer's husband who passed, and yeah. that was super special. Um, the second one last year was important to me because I actually got to compete, whereas freshman year I was just alternate, so it was really special to me for me that I was able to help contribute to it. Um, you've got the replica national championship ring in front of you. You have a real national championship ring, two real national championship rings. As a college student, where, where do you keep, where do you keep your, your rings? Like all of your memorabilia that you have, like where I, like, where, is that stored at like where you live? Is that back in Charlotte where you're from? I'm just interested what college athletes, when you got so many rings to show, like what you kind of do with them, you wear them to class. So like, what does that look like? I mean, if I told you, I wouldn't want anyone to know and right. get them. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But yeah, I keep them, um, keep them somewhere place here in Norman with me. Okay. Very good. Um, how do you feel about the season so far? Oh, I'm so excited. Our team is probably one of the most talented teams I've ever seen. Um, we're already super, super on pace right now, and I feel like we can only get better from here. And, I mean, everyone is all super committed, and I'm excited. What do you think the crowd's going to be like on Sunday night? Well, I'm hoping it's going to be pretty big. Um, we have Utah coming in, and yeah. they're really good. Um, they – they want to win just as much as we do. They've been fighting to win national championship, but so are we. So I think it's going to be a great matchup, and it'll push both teams to do great gymnastics. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a really good crowd as well. Um, just, you, you know, you, you, you've been here um, so for several years now, had a ton of success. Would you talk a little about about Reagan, who we had on earlier, Audrey, who we had on earlier, even, um, you know, Danae, who hasn't been here four or five years but is already a big contributor. Just what do you like overall just about the uh, the character of uh, some of your teammates? Yeah, well, Reagan's super solid. Uh, you can always count on her to put up a great, exciting routine on all of the events she does. And she's stepped up and has been more of a leader this year. She's a senior now, and people look to her for experience so that's great audrey great person super humble it's what i love about her she's one of the most talented gymnasts and she doesn't brag about it and she has beautiful gymnastics i don't even i whenever she gets on the bars i don't even cheer for her because i'm so mesmerized by what she does she's just amazing and blown away by her and who was the other one you said oh danae yeah she's definitely improved so much from her freshman year she came in with a little bit of an injury had to be sidelined for a little bit and then she really is just um, come out of her shell both 
out of the gym and in the gym. Yeah, it sounds like she brings the personality to the team. That's oh, what it yeah. sounds like to me. She is great person to laugh with, lots of personality, and she shows it in her gymnastics, and I love that. All right, 645 on uh, Sunday night, top five matchup. It's o- OU and Utah. For our out-of-state listeners that can't make it to Norman on Sunday night, that is on uh, ESPN, so you can check that out on a uh, national network. That'll be – Hey, the second time in a week that you'll be on ESPN, which is which is pretty oh, cool. That's awesome. Big time. Yeah, women's gymnastics, it's yeah. it's growing, which is really, really cool. Allie, thank you so much, and uh, best of luck to you for the rest of the year. Thank you. There you go. Uh, 405-651-3439. Uh, let's get it going on the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. We probably need to give away a couple more tickets. Let's do that now. First, that uh, text in, Teddy. We like to do it this way. I really want to go to the OU women's gymnastics meet on Sunday. Is going to win uh, two tickets, courtesy of OU women's <laughs> gymnastics. We'll make it. We'll make it uh, simple. We already gave away two uh, earlier today, so we'll give out a couple more before we get out of here at 6 p.m. Yeah. Well, good stuff. I think it's going to be fun. Utah, uh, really good coming to town. So, good stuff, man. Really hey. Good. Um, they're they're a blue blood in this sport now, right? You win five and eight years. We all good with that? OU? OU Women's Gymnastics, yeah. blue blood. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, it's just a random thought. Like, how many programs on campus are what we would consider a blue blood? Okay, so OU Women's Gymnastics is. I think OU Men's Gymnastics would be. Um, OU Softball, like, there's enough time from their most Absolutely. recent title to their last title. They are definitely a blue blood. Um, OU football obviously is. That's four on campus. Jeez. Am I missing anyone else that would be considered a blue blood of their sport? Um, I mean, four by itself is, like, really good. But I don't think – we're not there in golf yet, right? Um, a lot of recent success um, – that's probably a fringe one. Uh, we could get some opinions on that one, though. But, yeah, they may be close with what they've done recently. Yeah, I don't – see, in in football, there's not very many schools that have multiple national championships. Um, there's, you know, uh, even fewer that have them that kind of span all eras. So, I I don't know what it's like in, in some of the other sports. Like, if if – if you have to like, if you have to win championships through all eras, or if it's just uh, you know it's happened lately, I I don't know how that works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some on the text line are saying that golf uh, is so uh, f- maybe five at least four. Yeah. Uh, blue blood. Maybe you know they won a championship in '89. I'm looking here. Oh, it did, the page didn't pull up, but. Yeah, and they've been they've been on a march here recently. So okay, I'll take it with golf. Just say five, five blue blood sports on campus okay. or blue blood uh, programs on campus. Not bad. Yeah. Well, let's see. How many have won a championship since football has? <laughs> uh, we got to take a break. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on next. Final hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I'm lying with the Sam Pearson Gymnastics Center. Hey, promoting Sunday night. I don't really have to promote it. I just have to tell you what's going on because 
probably not taking you a whole lot to want to get out to the uh, meet on Sunday. 645 uh, OU and Utah top five matchup. We've uh, got a lot of cool things. Unveiling the national championship banner. It's alumni night. And they've got these uh, the championship rings. First 350 fans that they're giving away. Jordan Bowers joins us now, a five-time All-American. Uh, everyone's been marveling at the replica national championship ring. What do you What do you think of it? I mean, it's very it's exactly what we got so it's amazing it's it's such an amazing feeling to have one so so it's truly a replica then it really is yep okay it looks there, there's a hashtag on the side of it uh, yep what, what what is that hashtag it's hashtag hwpo hard work pays off um so every year we have a different hashtag and we start it in during preseason we figure it out and then um that's like our motto for the whole year so last year was hard work pays off and we just that was our whole motto the entire year what's your motto this year driven short simple and yep. to the point right <laughs> yep. and who who comes up with that is that team captains is that kj like, um, how does it's that like come the, together? the coaches as a whole they all like yeah. it's very it goes into very deep thought and they all think about okay. it very hard so, so. you've got t-shirts probably to say driven on it and some, yep. some team gear oh yeah. yeah so like we have um during preseason we have morning conditioning and every like day is a new day every day has a new tank top and on the back they all have driven on them and then some of our gear this year has driven on it as well all the coaches um, seem to be, you know, I mean, they're, they're happy where things are at. They, they want to push it even further. Uh, what, what do you think this team needs to accomplish over the next several weeks to put themselves in a position to win a national championship again? Really just we got to focus on details and just really trusting ourselves and going out there with full confidence and knowing that we can do what we do each and every single day in the gym. What made you leave Lincoln, Nebraska? Ten minutes away from Memorial Stadium, is that what you were telling me? Yep. Nebraska kid, you come down to, to Norman. First off, um, it, it's, a, it's a rivalry. It's not a bitter rivalry. But at, coming out of high school, when you signed with OU, like what were, like what were people in Lincoln and Omaha? Were, were, were they saying anything to you about that coming to OU? <laughs> um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, it's always been like such a big like rivalry known in the, um, in the country. So coming here um, – but I wanted to come here because of the culture and the legacy here. Like, I just wanted to be part of such an amazing team and such an amazing legacy and just be a part of that and win national championships. Yeah, well, you've, you've done that. You've won some <laughs> national championships while you were here. Five-time All-American Jordan Bauer. She boasts a career-high perfect 10 on vault. She was also the 2022 Big 12 Newcomer of the Year and won Big 12 Gymnast of the Week after opening weekend. Um, how was the scene on? Monday. How, what was that? What was that like being on national TV like on Monday afternoon? Yeah. And the, the crazy crowd. What, what was that experience like at LSU? Yeah, that was an amazing experience and opportunity. Um, you don't get that big of a crowd that very often, like twelve thousand people, especially for a home opener like this early. Like that's in such an amazing opportunity, and especially for us um, being that early in the season and having something like that really just prepares us for postseason and really being ready for all of that just crazy how just slim the margins are when you're talking about i mean the 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 meet on monday i mean it, it was really really close uh michigan last year maybe the biggest home meet i mean it's just the margins are so slim what can a great home crowd how, how can that factor into the overall results in a meet yeah having such a big home crowd really just brings the energy and we all feed off of that and especially from a home crowd too like away crowds you can feed into it 
um, depending on how you take it, but especially home crowds, like they're there for you and like they're cheering you on and stuff. So that really just helps us personally. There you go. Jordan Bowers, Jordan, best of luck on Sunday and the rest of the year as well. Thank you. There you go. Um, by the way, Teddy, we got a ton of text to get to 405-651-3439. We'll get to those throughout the rest of the hour. Uh, but I guess the big story of the day, we'll hit on it again, Spencer Sanders to Ole Miss. And I have some uh, quotes from him that we'll read later. I- I- any chance – you know how narrative work, narratives work, man. I- if he goes out to Ole Miss and he starts and he lights it up and they win you know, nine games or so and pull off a big upset, is there any way that that comes back to Mike Gundy? It, it makes him look bad after next year or no, not really? Yes, Yes, no matter no matter what, like if they have success, uh, if Spencer Sanders has a good year, even if he has a, by most standards, a ho-hum year and Oklahoma State struggles throughout the season, their offense, you know, can't really gain any traction, they, they don't have a very good year, then yeah, it, it's, it's always going to come back to that. And, you know, it's kind of hard to argue with, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, looking at the kind of the situation they're in right now with as many guys that hit the portal as they did, you kind of have to look back at that, that situation. And I will admit, I don't know the ins and outs of, of what all went on there. And I, I'm sure there's it more to look the good. story, but yeah, it doesn't look good. So yeah, it's always going to come back to that. Of course. Uh- um, when you think of one transfer portal winner and one transfer portal loser, like I'm guessing you immediately think of OSU as one because um, 24/7 Sports uh, sure sure thinks that. Like they had some teams that are transfer portal winners, but they definitely think Oklahoma State was a transfer portal loser. And it's it, honestly it's hard not to think that way with them. Just lost so many key contributors. Yeah, they did, and I I don't I don't know I just. I don't have the pulse of that locker room to know what what went on because not only is like obviously losing the players and the experience that were on your roster that hurts but it also can't look good in recruiting also like it, just portal guys coming in number 1 but also out on the recruiting trail it can't look good whenever you have what appears to be a mass exodus of, you know, key contributing players leaving your 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 football team. I I don't I don't know how you respond to that. I don't know what's caused it in the first place. Is it is it just like a little bit of a domino effect that as soon as a a, a couple of guys went, uh, you know, more guys felt like okay, well, we're not going to be very good next year, and that's what caused it. Or is there? some type of wedge that's been driven between the staff and the players? Um, well, I mean, I could take a guess. It, it, wedge between the staff and the players, sure. I, I just think it's it feels like it's a head coach that's reluctant to accept the change that's happened in the sport. I don't, I don't know if that's fair or not, but that's what it, that's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm guessing the – the team didn't respond well, and I'm sure Spencer Sanders, because I mean, you've mentioned some of the the tweets that he put that put out there, and I didn't see him, but you know, basically suggesting that yeah, he tried to come back, wasn't given the opportunity, and I'm sure a lot of the players there, like 
offense, defense, no matter who you are, it looks like the the coach, you know, maybe standing in the way of of the team's success in the following season. And, you know, especially like wide receivers. Like if you're a yeah. wide receiver and like you've seen the guys on on roster throw the football and Spencer Sanders is is the best one there and, and he wants to come back and it's not allowed. Like that it looks like a it looks like a a, a decision made directly to impact the rest of the football team. So let's tell me if you read into this at all. Here, here's one of his comments from Spencer Sanders. Quote, I was grateful for my time at Oklahoma State. I don't have too much bad to say. I'm grateful for the quarterback they helped me develop into. Coach Tim Rattay has a lot to say into that. He's helped me develop over the years. I didn't want to leave him. I was sad to leave him, but, you know, maybe this is just for the better. I think it was time for me to split ways and try something new, try to take my game to the next level. I don't have too much bad to say, and he only mentioned Tim Rattay. Well, when um, was when when, when exactly was that? Was that this po- was post? This is post um, post Ole Miss commitment, is what it looks like. Okay, okay, yeah, I was he's, wondering because he's talking about Lane Kiffin and how much he likes him. So it it, okay. it is. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, if it's just about a little bit of change and maybe trying something new and. And maybe getting some new eyes on you in a different conference, you know, trying to make a push towards the NFL. I understand that. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. He's put in a ton of time there at Oklahoma State. Frankly, could have transferred earlier. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's I, – I, I get it for Spencer Sanders leaving. But I, I – I don't understand the the thinking in not allowing him to come back. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, what one text here, bro? That's how it starts off, bro. It was time for Sanders to move on, and some of the others that left were looking to take advantage of the portal to make some cash. The team will be better off. Maybe I don't know if their team's going to be better off. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I'll take that side. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in the long run, uh, in the short term, I think they're going to be uh, fighting some serious headwinds. But again, he this is I don't have much of the pulse of that football team, so I don't know. And I think broadly, just to paint everyone as trying to make some cash. I mean, maybe I don't know that there's a whole lot of cash to be made. For, for a bunch of those guys, and like specifically the wide receivers, you know, those are the guys that are affected the most whenever the quarterback leaves. I, I think it it tells you a little bit more about what they think of the, the quarterback situation moving forward there that they would jump in the portal. But yeah. I, could, hey, again, uh, I could be wrong about that. One more uh, special guest before we hit a break here. Uh, we have Kat Lavasser, three-time All-American, and she's had a pretty good week because she's this week's Big 12 event specialist. She's also uh, boasted a career-high perfect 10 on the vault. What's what's getting a perfect 10? Like the moment that you hit it, do you know that you have a perfect 10? I know you have to wait for the official score, but how many times have you actually had a perfect 10 where you say, yeah, that's that's going to score well? It doesn't happen very often, yeah. obviously, but in that moment, I know I did a good vault. I didn't know that. I didn't expect a 10 in the moment, but I just knew I hit a good vault for my team and – 
when I did get that 10, it was something super special because I did it at, with my fellow teammate, Allie Stern. She also got a perfect 10 at the same time. Wow. Yeah, or like right right after me. So it was super special because she's like my best friend. So yeah, yeah. Doing it, doing it together. And that's always like a goal of ours is to score a perfect 10. So seeing our hard work pay off together, it was something super special. KJ has had a ton of success here. This program's won five out of the past eight national championships. What makes KJ such a successful head coach, in your opinion? She knows what it takes. She... And she's also like super strategic to like each athlete. She has, she knows each of her athletes so well and she just takes the time to like really dial in on what we need to be successful for each of us. And yeah. I think that's something super special that makes her unique. Uh, we're, it's going to be a great home crowd on Sunday. I'm just going to call it right now. It's going to be a great home crowd. What's that going to mean for this team in a top five matchup against a really good program like Utah? Having a big crowd will definitely, like, electrify the atmosphere and, like, hopefully we'll fill it up. And when there's more people in the fans or in the stands, it obviously, like, gets us more hype and just supports us in what we do. And yeah. it just means a lot to us. So hopefully we'll get a big crowd. Well, best of luck, Kat. Um, Thank you so Sunday much. Sunday and uh, the rest of the season as well. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. 6.45 on Sunday, Soonersports.com. Go get your tickets right now. Uh, we got a couple more segments remaining. Uh, we'll take you up until 6 p.m. Final hour brought to you by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Suter fans. Final hour rolls on. It is the rush on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Uh, big college football news today. Well, one, TCU did announce Kendall Bryles as their next offensive coordinator. I, I guess you weren't on yesterday and you missed that. That's a that's a pretty good hire for TCU. That's actually that's a really good hire for TCU as their OC. Good hire. Um, I mean, I think that's a, that's pretty good. You know, hiring a guy that's been on the on the run up and done some really good things at Arkansas. Arkansas. Kind of got them out of the the bottom of the barrel. Now they hit some some tough areas, um, but you know from where they the quarterback started, hurt was the, it was yeah. hurt this year a bit. So yeah, but no, he 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 brought him back to life is, right. is what he did offensively. So, it feels like you know that I think that's going to be you know it's interesting him going to TCU now, um, and I know TCU already like Duggan ran the ball a lot, but. Man, there's going to be a lot of quarterback run game coming from TCU. With, I'm guessing Chandler Morris wins that job. Don't I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know much else about their, the rest of the roster, but that's who I, I would expect. And we know that he can run the football. He's fast. He's agile. Got some really good quickness in the open field. He's going to be a dangerous little weapon there uh, in a Kendall Bryles offense. So that does have a uh, positive effect on OU recruiting. Uh, Mike Hawkins, who you played with in 2002, yeah, yeah you've heard about his son, four-star quarterback, uh, Michael Hawkins Jr., four-star. So he's announcing on January 31st it's going, it's coming down to OU and Arkansas, but a huge reason why he was so interested in Arkansas was Kendall Bryles. Well, now he's going to TCU, and TCU already has their quarterback for 2024. So it would seem like uh, less than two weeks before he's going to announce that OU's probably in the best spot that they've ever been in to land their 2024 quarterback, Michael Hawkins. 
How difficult is it a situation to be in a recruiting battle against your brother-in-law for a quarterback? Um, probably very difficult. Makes it a lot easier when you just say, yeah, I won't see this through. I'll just go to another school instead. But, yeah, I – well, for a quarterback of all. Like, a wide receiver, sure. An offensive lineman, like, for a quarterback, like, how big that can be for an OC's career? Like, yeah, man, that'd be very awkward. I would – I think I would uh, laughingly, like, negative recruit him, like, big time. You know, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> he's, seriously, he's a bum. Yeah, uh, no, but that is that is big. Um, Kendall Browse headed to TCU. We'll see. I mean, that's that's a nice hire. Um, there's no way TCU is able to make that hire if they didn't have the year that they just had. There's no way. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, Browse was making. million last year at Arkansas, and then he was flirting with Mississippi State recently. And it sounds like he got another pay bump from Arkansas. So I I agree, but I wonder how much TCU's probably going to be paying him close to two million. They'll be paying. They'll be paying a lot. Um, It's to me, it's not. It's not about the pay. It's about just the stature of the of the school. You know, you're taking a, a TCU is is. I mean, it's a, it's a solid program. They've done some good things there, but like last year was really the that gave them legitimacy. And if they didn't have that, there there's just no way that that would be at best a lateral move from from an SEC Arkansas team that appears to be on the rise. Well, maybe he's buying into my theory, Teddy, that now is the best time ever to be the offensive coordinator at TCU because. Uh, they've got a hot head co- coaching commodity, and if you have success as the OC there, then well, maybe you're virtually the head coach in waiting. That's who they're going to hire and promote once uh, uh, Sonny Dykes uh, takes another job elsewhere or retires, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I think so. I, that's that's probably a that's probably a likely view of it, and you know, you never know if stuff like that comes up in contract negotiations or not, but. You know, at least whenever he's having that conversation with his agent on whether or not to take the job, I mean, you have to say, hey, you guys go have a, another great year or two. There's no telling Sonny could take a, either a, a, you know, a bump up in, in a job somewhere, somewhere like maybe a different conference or a bigger, more well-known school. Or, you know, you have a couple of years of success and he decides, you know what, I've done enough. It's time for me to step away and you know, you may have an opportunity to at least interview for it, and if things have been going really well, perhaps be the lead candidate for it. Um, hot rumor uh, in college football coaching is that, well, the Georgia offensive coordinator job might be open. Todd Munkin is rumored for the Bucks OC opening. I don't – I mean, I, I'm guessing here, and I know that ESPN's going to debate it for the next three months every single day. I don't think Tom Brady is back next year. So why would Todd Munkin be leaving the two-time reigning national champion Georgia Bulldogs to go take an OC job in the NFL where they probably don't even know who their quarterback's going to be this year or next year? Good question. I have no idea. Didn't make sense to me. And I halfway feel like Todd Munkin was in Tampa whenever I was there. Has he been there before? 
He's been to a lot of places. He's been at Oklahoma State before. Um, I feel like he was maybe the, either the quarterback coach or the receiver coach whenever I was at Tampa previously, but I could be wrong. So he really likes no, Tampa. No, he was in, if that's right, no, no, he, he just really in, likes Tampa. He was in Jacksonville when I was in Jacksonville. Okay. Okay, there oh. you go. Um, I, don't, I don't know why you do that. Um, you know, it could be as simple as Kirby Smart wants to change it, offensive coordinator, right? wants to change some things up. Well, he know. did say they want to open things a little bit. He he hinted at that after the national championship game here recently. He's yeah. like, we got to evolve a little bit off it. You know, we got to evolve, do some different things. He's basically saying like we got to open it up offensively a little bit more. Well, I think part of it too may be, and and you never know. He may sense a little bit of dip coming defensively. Uh, you know, with some of the play, like the run of players they've had coming through. I don't know, but you know, some change just for the sake of change every now and then is not necessarily a bad thing. If you've got the same coordinator that has the same style and you've done it for a handful of years, you don't want people to start to, to catch on to you maybe a little bit. I mean, it could be something like that. It could be, you know, Munkin wants a, wants a new opportunity where possibly the offense can shine and maybe you're in the shadow there of Kirby Smart's defense. I don't know. Yeah. Um, two quick texts before we hit a break. Peyton says, I think I've heard Munkin hates the extracurriculars of college football, which is why he Who left doesn't? Southern Miss back in the day. Yeah, right. And this one says, Levy turned down both Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. There's our source right there. Yeah, and uh, I would say that the the texter on the, on the Levy situation is, that's a, that's a, a well-sourced uh, text, I'll say that. So, yeah. yeah. All right, we got to hit a final break. We may have another special guest on the side. I just don't want to spoil that surprise for you just yet. Nice. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. Final segment of the day, wrapping up Riverwind Casino and Hotel, bringing the final hour of The Rush as Faith Torres joins us. After opening weekend, in her collegiate debut, she ranked number one nationally on the floor and was named Big 12 Newcomer of the Week for the first week. So let's talk about that, Faith. Your collegiate debut. I'm sure there's some nerves going on. What did that feel like? And then uh, to be ranked number one nationally on the floor after that, just from your, your, your debut to that great performance, just kind of take me through that time frame and w- what that was like. Yeah. Um, well, competing for the first time on floor, especially in college, it's just a different level of like performance-wise. And it was just so much fun. And obviously I was nervous. It's my first time, you know. Um, but after hitting that routine, it just felt so amazing, and I know what I'm capable of, so it was great. So on floor, we were talking about, you know, what your style is. You want to find mm-hmm. some music and some choreography to find your style. What, what is your style on the floor? How would you describe it? Mm, fun, upbeat is definitely my style. Uh, I love that. I don't think I could be serious during a floor routine, yeah. but I think just upbeat, joy, dancey. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm guessing you like a uh, really loud crowd while you're on floor yeah. routine, correct? And yes. uh, I think that we're going to get that on, on Sunday. So it's going to be a big night. Um, it's got to be pretty cool. Like y- y- your debut was not long ago, and now you're on ESPN twice within yeah. the course of a week. How, like, how does that feel? Like, coming from Wisconsin, and then now you're on ESPN a couple times a week. <laughs> it's 
crazy. Um, it's definitely an experience that not everybody gets to experience, but I'm just so grateful that I am to be here and to have these opportunities here at Oklahoma. Yeah. The roster is so spread out. Uh, Philly, you've got Charlotte, you've got Virginia. You're from the border of Wisconsin and Illinois. Mm-hmm. What, what, what got you to OU? Uh, the coaching staff. Uh, KJ's one of a kind. Uh, she's amazing at what she does, and – I mean, just everything here I just loved. I felt at home. There you go. Faith Torres, she'll be uh, at the LNC on Sunday night. Hopefully you will be too. 645 Soonersports.com. Go get your tickets there. Replica ring, first 350 fans. It's alumni night. They're unveiling the national championship banner. It's uh, it's going to be a really, really cool evening. And it's the uh, home opener as as well for the uh, 4-0 Sooners. Faith, thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. for your time. All right, there you go, Teddy. A uh, championship day here on The Rush. We got to talk to 20 uh, combined All-Americans and, what, five national championships in the past eight years. I was surrounded by greatness today, and it was fantastic. Uh, you're good, good stuff. You nailed it uh, over there. That was really cool. Perfect 10. Yeah, perfect 10. Nice. All right, guys, that's it for us. We appreciate you all. Text line killed it, as always. You guys continue to drive the show. Let's all go have an ice cold Pacifico to celebrate.